This episode of Geek Loves Nerd is brought to you by DrawYouAPicture.com, where you can have me, your host, draw you something for your church, your ministry, your podcast, your family, your business for pretty darn cheap. Check it out at DrawYouAPicture.com. See what I've done for others and see what I can do for you. Geek Loves Nerd, trying to find something in common since 1996. Hey, how you doing? This is Geek Loves Nerd Podcast, where we're trying to find something in common since 1996. Show number 53 brought to you the week of August 10th, 2009. I bet you thought we forgot about you, didn't you? But we didn't. Better late than never. My name's James. I'm the geek. And my name's Jen. I'm the nerd. And uh, welcome back to the show. Welcome back, Jen. Thank you. It's been nice. Uh, it's been nice knowing you. Uh, no, we just didn't. we just didn't do a show this weekend. We're finding that the end of the week, Thursdays and Fridays, not great. No, for us. not good at all. Monday nights, superior. So. Excellent. So, welcome back and uh, glad you're here. This uh, episode of, of Geek Loves Nerd is brought to you by GoToMeeting. $1,000. That's the average cost of one business trip. $49. The cost of unlimited online meetings per month with GoToMeeting. That's right. You could be holding hundreds of meetings online for less than one in-person meeting. Plus, with GoToMeeting, you can hold as many meetings as you want for one flat rate. Free voice over IP and phone conferencing included. Try GoToMeeting free for 30 days. Visit GoToMeeting.com slash podcast. That's GoToMeeting.com slash podcast. Online meetings made easy with GoToMeeting. Also sponsored by our listener, Dean. Thank you, Dean. Thank you, Dean. Uh wow. Let's get started with some updates. What's been going on in your life? Anything good? Uh the boys started talking. Yeah, he kinda did. I wasn't gonna play this now, but um we did our first undercast. Our, our second undercast, the first one where he actually talks. So without going any into any further ado, let's uh let's introduce our listeners to the sound of our babbling dunder. <laughs> Hi, this is James uh, with part, uh, I guess, Dundercast part two. And Dunder's recently started talking a lot, not really communicating uh, with real words, but has been talking. So I figured we'd try to do another show and uh, see if he'd talk. So Dunder, how's it going? (laughs) Really? So are you going to say anything? Awesome. Dunder usually talks like this. And he'll mimic the style and tones and, uh, you know, very. he'll, he'll change his, uh, his cadence and all that kind of stuff, but uh, doesn't really say any words other than hug. So I've been talking like him lately, saying, hug, 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 hug. 
What do you have to say about that, Dunn? Really? So what is that? Do you have any options? Yeah? Opinions? Monkeys? Yeah? Hug, hug, hug? <laughs> What's outside? Yeah? Where's mommy? Can you say mama? Hug, hug? <laughs> yeah? Where's Jenna? Hug, hug? Where, where, wait, 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 where's Buzz? Hug, hug? Alright, folks, that's about all we got for Dunder today. As you can see, it's not exactly hug, hug. It's more like hug, hug, hug. But it sounds like that to me. So that's why uh, he's been hug, hugging. Say bye. Mm-hmm. Alright, peace out. Alright, so yeah. He usually, he's been talking a lot more than that. Yeah. And he said some actual words, though, hasn't he? He said color one time. (laughs) And then he kind of, when I said you said color, he kind of gave me a look like, ooh, I didn't mean to talk out loud. (laughs) Yeah, he'll kind of say dada, like yell it out, like randomly. And then he says Jenna once in a while, but it's like, yeah, yeah, or something. He's like, Anna. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's a lazy boy. He is. But his personality is really coming out, isn't it? It's crazy. He's bad. He's very bad. And awesome. At He's broken time. like two of my dishes already. Yeah. He, he likes to unload the dishwasher. He's very destructive. He yeah. likes to load it too. He's learned to celebrate things that he does. Yeah. So. He gets excited. He says, yay. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, just a tip, just a little hint for the people. You know, I think I said it on the show. I feel a major life change coming. Yeah. Now we know there is a major life change coming. And we look forward to telling you more about that in the future as as it develops. It's like live. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, I was just thinking people probably think I'm pregnant. Oh, no. And it's not divorce. Yeah, it's, that would really ruin the show. Kind of like John and Kate. <laughs> geek hates nerd. Nerd hates geek. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, but if you didn't guess, we are recording on Monday nights from now on. And uh, we should resume live shows uh, maybe next week. Uh, we do have a new number. We mentioned it last time, but nobody called it Butt Scribs. It's uh, 920-3-GLN-GLN. Type it in right now into your little fizzone. Save it in your contacts. Call it every week. Okay? Thanks. Uh, also, check out the weekly web comics there on geeklovesnerd.com. we got forums. we got daily articles. We're doing a series on discipline for children. And so uh started that actually today and uh, talking about short-term solutions versus long-term solutions. Disciplining to take care of the issue or to take care of the issue forever. So it's a big difference. So check out the topic and uh, put a comment. If you, listen, if you read it, let me know what you're thinking, okay? That'd be awesome. Our main topic today is we're going to talk about something that is in development in our life right now. Um... This might be a secret, and I may not need to tell it, but I'm going to. Oh, no. Jen really struggles. Tell them what you struggle with. With the kids? Yeah, you struggle with being a stay-at-home mom. 
Yeah. It does not come easy to you. It is monotonous. It drives me crazy. Jen is Jen is a great... Let me say this for her, because she won't say it. She is an excellent mother. She does everything you'd want your mom to do, but she struggles through it all. And she kind of is jealous of these super moms that do all that and wear a jogging suit everywhere, and, and it just seemed like they're loving every moment of it. Jen came from having a very wonderful job, very successful CPA. Where they actually paid me, unlike this job. <laughs> and uh, didn't make her change any diapers. No, never. Never. Never had to clean up constantly. Never had to prepare meals. Actually, I ate out a lot more. Yeah, in fancy restaurants. And mm. she left all of that to work at home. Yeah. And uh, it has not been easy for her. And that is actually why she has more of my respect and uh, and support than she would otherwise. Because, you know, I don't know. She does an amazing job, and you never know. You never know how much uh, she hates it with every fiber of her being. Oh, my gosh. That's such a lie. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, but she does an amazing job, and the kids never know. They don't know how much she despises them. And I don't know that we've ever said wow. all of this on the show before. But uh, Wow. Maybe that divorce will be coming. But you know what, Jen? Just when you and me, I think a lot of women struggle. Why do you think they have parents of preschoolers mops. and mops and moms yeah. and all those support groups I'm because sure. women um maybe there's some pride involved where they don't want to seem like they're less than super mom you know and all that stuff uh i don't know but uh, i bet you you are not the minority like you think you are hopefully not so that's not our main topic. That's the build-up to the topic. The topic is Jen is one, and so is our daughter, that likes to have plans, likes to have fun, and likes to have structure and order, and she functions well under it. Um, we have found, for instance, that say I, I give Jen some time off, you know, a day, or even an afternoon or evening, and said, Jen, you've been working hard. Let me just take complete control you go off and do something. She finds, oops, I've got all this free time and I've got absolutely no one to spend it with because there wasn't time to call somebody else who's in a similar situation with kids and responsibilities and set that up. Other things uh, that that have become a problem is it's hard to find things to keep the kids busy. Mm-hmm. We've bought tickets, you know, season passes for Worlds of Fun. Um, you know, there's walks and there's crafts and there's naps and all that kind of stuff. But... You know, on a bad day or a tired day, you know, when the kids get up an hour earlier than they're supposed to, like they did this morning. Yes. Um, uh. It's hard to think, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. T- t- what are some of the other issues that we're we're seeing that, that uh, our topic as we get to it is going to help? Um, it's hard to accomplish things during the day. It's not like I have a ton of free time where I could just can sit down and think about things. And I can second that probably for the first time ever when I, Jen, Jen had an appointment she had to go to. She was gone for maybe three hours. The kids were asleep part of it. I played with them. I did crafts with them. I played Play-Doh with them. And then I took them outside to play. And my idea was I will clean out the car while they're playing in the front (laughs) yard. And all of a sudden grass became like lava. They did not want to be in the grass. <laughs> um, chalk became like... Boring. <laughs> yeah, it became like dust in the Sahara. <laughs> and lawn chairs and bouncy balls became like Goomba mushrooms that would kill you in Mario. Mm. And uh, they suddenly decided that the vehicle, the bucket of suds, 
<laughs> the the uh, the vacuum cleaner were all the most amazing things they had ever <laughs> seen in their life, and they had to be around it. They mm. had to be in it and around it. And yes, it is true that Dunder saw this bucket of suds, and he quickly, with two fingers, just like in a movie where a kid swipes off icing off a cake, he picked up a big gob of this uh, uh, orange, you know, grease release formula mm. and and just promptly put it in his mouth and uh, cleaned all the grease out of his mouth mm-hmm. it was awesome degreaser so yeah uh that's what was going on so i can totally relate with the idea of not being able to get anything done around yeah. them it's like and, and that will drive you nuts i would imagine for especially mm-hmm. if somebody like you who's used to accomplishing things exactly you had a job where you had an inbox and an outbox at the end of the day, the outbox was fuller than the inbox. You would accomplish things. I can't imagine what it would be like if all the partners were were a year and a half years old. And <laughs> started eating bubbles. Yeah. Around your desk. <laughs> touching your pen. <laughs> Kept me from doing any pushing, work. Pushing buttons on the tin key. <laughs> so... What we've decided to do, and this is a trial thing, I don't even know. I don't even know if this is even possible, but it makes sense, um, is I want to help Jennifer sit down with her and help her make up a schedule, a, a, a month at a time, of every single day of the week, here is a way to fill your day, and even have some alternate stuff. And that's kind of what we're going to talk about, is what would need to be in this list, and then next show... In theory, we'll either have a list done or we will have started the process and be able to give you some feedback. And uh, so j- uh, one of the things right off the top of my head is I had mentioned, I think one of the requirements is that there has to be alternate plans built into it. Whatever the main things is, say there's a walk involved or a trip to Worlds of Fun. What if it rains that day? Then we have to move it. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or what do you do instead? Because mm-hmm. there's now there's time, and that happened the other day. You know, there was a Monday you were going to go out. It rained. Couldn't do it. Wasn't yeah. going to do it. Wasn't going to do it. So, what other what other requirements would you say need to be in our list? And I'm going to start typing these up, so you're going to hear clicking while I'm working on this. Um, I think you had mentioned like even listing out what we're going to do on weekends. Mm-hmm. As far as just kind of blocks. So of not time. just Monday through Thursday. Yeah. But working on weekends, uh, days. Uh, one of the requirements is days that I take. I I want to give you at least one full day off a week. Oh, that would be nice. Okay. Um. Per week. And, and what my, my logic with that is if you know that even if it's two half days or if it's one half day or something mm-hmm. stupid like that, you'll know, okay, every Thursday or every Friday I've got off, um, I'm going to call somebody and set something up this week. And that way it's not a surprise. Right. You, know, you can go do a shopping trip with somebody. Or if there's something I need to get done or want to get done. You, you can, can call your boyfriend and meet well, him. Well, yeah. At I Red mean, it's, he's not always available. No, so. especially, you know, with all the, the gardening work that he mm. does. <laughs> gardening work. It's always a gardener. It's a shame we don't have a gardener. No. We no. don't even have a gardener. Jen, we, we borrow other gardeners to mm. cheat on our husbands with. So, uh, so alternate plans, weekends, one full day off per week. Um, I think there needs to be a balance of things that you do with the children and things that will allow you to be productive mm-hmm. why should it be always keeping the kids entertained because one thing we believe is it's not a parent's job to keep a kid entertained 24 no, 7 insane 
kids, I don't know. I learned to play by myself, and I think that's an important skill. So, uh, you know. Well, I mean, one thing I can put on there is just housework, stuff that needs to be done within, you know, mm-hmm. like jobs that you don't have to do every day but, but need to get done within a certain amount of time. Okay. If so, I have that scheduled out, I'm a lot more likely to do it, whereas I can just ignore it if it doesn't have to be done. Mm-hmm. What other things would you imagine need to be in there? I'm going to put TV time because our kids need a certain amount of television every day. It's really us that needs a certain amount of television. No, I, I, I am a strong believer in, in television. Really? I think it's great. I was thinking I should cancel it all together and then Jenna would quit whining about it. But that, You know? That might be it. I, if we were ever going to get te- rid of television, I would much rather it be for something like that than than the snooty. Oh, we don't watch television because no, we're Christians. I'd still watch television. I <laughs> just wouldn't let them. <laughs> We'd push a button and rise out of the floor in our bedroom. Yeah. Uh, I've been uh, speaking of that. Just a little side note. I um, I got a hold of some episodes of the Smurfs, and I've been introducing Jenna to the Smurfs. And I've been rewatching them myself. Some of them I remember bits of. It's amazing how much of that show I just totally don't remember, especially how bad the artwork is in some of the early episodes. It wasn't episodes. bad at the time. No, no. All that stuff normal. was, and we were just yeah. used to it. But Our TVs weren't very good. You couldn't have seen it even if <laughs> it was true. good. That's true. I wasn't watching it on some 36-inch screen. Yeah. I was watching it on a 19 or a 12-incher. That's true. And some of the TVs were still black and white. My parents had uh, some sort of black and white. It wasn't, I don't think it was their main TV, but I think they had a black and white TV. That's funny. We had a television that only showed half the screen at one point. It was one of those mm. one of those old furniture ones mm-hmm. that sat on the floor that looked like a piece of furniture. Your parents had one of those when we were dating, so. Yeah. Maybe he probably got on the side of the road or something. I think he still has it, and he's just got his new television sitting on top of it. I'm sure. <laughs> hey, it's furniture. It's a big desk. Uh, so, uh, so, but television, a little bit, isn't bad, especially if you know what your kids are watching, and they're watching good stuff. No, and I keep it under two hours. That's what the American Academy For a week is. or for a day? For a day. Wow. Of pediatrics. I think that's a says. lot. No, I keep it under. I usually keep it about an hour. Yeah. Well, and we're talking Sesame Street, Nihau Kailan, um, about 15 seconds of Dragon Tales that is at the end end of the show. And she always acts so disappointed when it turns off. (laughs) But it's all pre-recorded stuff. So, you know, you control every aspect of it and and it's always on tap. Um, What else? What else should be in this list? I think visits to come see me at work, like for lunch. Mm, that's a good idea. Lunches with daddy. I mean, it, you got to feed them anyway. You got to make the lunch. Throw it in a bag. You know, you've already got them dressed because you do that. You just mm-hmm. do that. Throw them in the car. Get them out of the house for a while, you know? Yeah. And, and with driving time and eating time, you've eaten up an hour and a half, two hours. Yeah. That's a good idea. So there you go. Once a week, lunches with daddy. Uh, what about date nights for us? I think once a month we should go out on a date. That's a good idea. Even even if it's our GPS dates. Have we talked about our GPS dates? No, I don't think we have. We need to do that. We need to talk about GPS dates. Um, once a month. I'll, I'll just say it real quick. Um, GPS dates is when you put a GPS in your car and you just drive. And wherever you're, wherever you're at, randomly... 
you find an attraction or a restaurant or something and you always take the longest route so you take the back roads and all this we did this the other day with the whole family Mm -hmm. and found this cool little park with a walk around the lake and had some weird artwork it was in lenexa i think Mm -hmm. never been to lenexa don't even know what it is or how to spell it and uh we we walked around the lake it was really cool there was a metal dragon yeah Santa liked it the boy really liked it And there was lots of little bridges going over the lake. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, GPS dates. Great. Just hope that your GPS doesn't run out of batteries because you will be Liz Aust. And it probably wouldn't work if you live kind of in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. You might have to go at least towards If all the roads in your area are named with two letters. Yeah. Like YY, KK. You're just going to get on one of those roads and never get off. Yeah. You're going to be visiting somebody else's corn. (laughs) And that's about it. So, uh, anything else in our big old list of ideas? And and folks, please, if you have any ideas, shoot them our way. Um, would there be a wake-up time? I wish I could control that, but I have not figured well, out Well, here's how. my theory, okay? We've always been big on bedtimes. Mm-hmm. I know that there are a lot of folks that are big on wake-up times, too. They're just as strict on that as they are on bedtimes. How do you do that with a one and a half year old, though? We're not. We're talking about setting patterns that later on they will they will come to. Now I know you can't. I'm not talking about on the late end. You can't make them sleep in. Oh, but, but you can set a late date. You know, a late time that you will not let them sleep in past a certain time. Oh, I don't really have problems with that. Mostly because they get up before eight. Every right. day. But so. what about you getting up at yeah, a certain time no matter what? That. Okay, so Jen getting up. That would that would really I just find that they wake you up a laziness. lot. And that sets your day up to be less than it could be because you're in a bad mood because some kids came up and woke you up with either crying or stomping or a cereal bowl. Mm. Clinking. I don't know. That, but then I'm tired if I have to get up extra early. Yeah, but you're miserable if you sleep in or try to. And I'm telling you, you need to hear. Here's my 10 cents. The girl is trustworthy alone. Mm -hmm. Somebody else is growing up that's not going to be. (laughs) The boy. That's right. (laughs) No, he'll break stuff. Homeboy will redraw a mural on the wall that Mm I spent time getting off in the first place. So, okay. So what else? What else are you thinking? Bath times, stupid stuff like that. Um, uh, lunches, because uh, if you went ahead and scheduled out your lunches, what you're going to feed them, that'd help your shopping list even more, too. Snack times. Um, what about, like, preschools coming up? Yep. Two and weeks. naps. And anything else? We got, got everything covered? Haircuts? <laughs> Video games? trying to think um do we want to spend time reading to them mm-hmm. like an hour an hour reading to them yeah you i'm can, asking questions there's can, no such thing as a dumb question would you like to introduce them to the world of karobics i thought you were gonna say warcraft because <laughs> <laughs> talking about karate and aerobics mixed oh, together. yeah i would love to introduce them okay to then we got to get a little bit of that going some billy blanks and you could put gym time in there gym time Ah, because you go to the gym. Yep. Do you want me to spell it G-Y-M-T-Y-M-E just so it's cute? Not really. Okay, never mind. Thank God for the backspace key. All right. Any um, artistic time? Any 
Um, I guess we could do blanket parties. Do you know what a blanket party is? It no. sounds like something that would be dirty, but everybody, every boy knows what a blanket party is. It's where you throw a blanket on somebody and then you beat the smack out of them. I have never heard of that in my life. Really? No. You're a girl. That's why. Really? Yeah, it happens at, at camps you, a lot. Can you do that with the children? I, I've been willing to try it out. I think you should try it out when they wake up tomorrow. <laughs> I just want just to see pull it. their blankets over their head and start well, hitting no, them with pillows. You don't have to immediately. I'm just saying, like, tomorrow. Okay. Jenna would can. actually like it. The boy might, too. Yeah, he might. I have picked them up in a blanket, like a portable hammock, and mm. slung them around and stuff. So, so gym time. Is that about it? You want to wrap it up? I think so. I mean, what about other activities? That's what I struggle with. Okay. Well, okay. So the obviously activities, uh, uh, parent, what do you want to call that? You want to just call it activities for the kids? But I don't, but my problem is what do, what do I do with them? Okay. So let's start, let's just brainstorm real quick about that. What do you do? Well, there's obviously board games. There's Play-Doh. How do you spell? Is it D O A H? That doesn't look right. D O E. Play doh like a female deer. D O U G H. D O U G H T M. I call it clay doh. But, um, and then we've got blocks and shapes and things. What do you think? So is this like me playing Ooh, with them? Probably. Mm. Yeah. This is, this is spirit led. Parent-led, <laughs> parent-led involved play. activities. I need to put uh, room cleaning in there mm. for the girl. Because uh, remember, we're going to work that in. We have this genius idea. Jenna, lo- Jenna loves her snack after her nap. And to the point that if she even slightly wakes up, she's going to get up to go get her snack, even if it's early. But I've added this thing about your room has to be clean before you have your snack. And, and she so did it today, too. She does it all the time. And, and it happens very quickly. It also delays the get up time a little bit because I'm not getting up to have my snack. I'm getting up to clean my room to have my snack. So mm-hmm. kills two birds with one stone. Uh, board games, Play-Doh, blocks, and shapes. Uh, there's painting and drawing. There is uh, painting and the house, scraping. Yeah, we need cabinets. someone to do that. Yeah. Cleaning <laughs> windows. Jenna has chores that she does now, by the way, peeps. she uh, Her job is to change the toilet paper rolls and to put trash bags in the trash can after... There, you know, we pull the trash out, and she unloads and loads silverware. She loves it too, and she loves them all. They're she gets so excited. They're jobs that she was already attracting, attracted to. We just made it official, and she thinks it's awesome. So, um, chores. I don't know. We'll have to think about that. I would love the listeners' input on some um, activities and stuff. We obviously have a one and a half year old, more or less, and a four and a half year old. And Jenna's pretty bright. Um, she can't read yet, but she's learning. Um, we've started that palette time concept. I'm going to put that in activities. I'm, I'm open to suggestions. What have you done with them um, that that seems to work for both of you? Um. Anything? You're not real big on your kids, are you, ma'am? Apparently not. <laughs> I just survived. <laughs> what more do you expect? Uh, 
little bit of stuff with Jenna, but with the boy, it's always been right. You know, well, he can color though. You know, he, yeah, he, he can, can kind color. of fiddle and play, and he Just likes to be around. Attention span is about two two yeah, minutes. Yeah, he doesn't really watch television. No, he, he'll watch Sesame Street for a while for a minute he watches it for about 10 minutes and then he starts messing with stuff and then he turns off the television and, and the, the computer, computer. <laughs> Ugh. there's a manual switch on the back of the power supply i didn't even know that switch existed but nobody he apparently knew did. <laughs> it was a secret <laughs> not from him it was me and the president we were the only ones and now the dunder knows Ugh. so i don't know we'll have to think of some new stuff i don't know i was thinking you know web comics they could do some surfing online. That's a good idea. I think I think outside water play. Because we uh, I have sprinklers set up in the backyard. We have that water table that mm-hmm. we have. You know, they love that. They love getting wet. Um, there's also theme park in here. Got to put that in. Because we paid for those, by God. We're going to use them. Hey, I've been going once a week. I know. You're the raddest one ever. Huh. What else do you do with preschoolers? You could dress up in a monster costume and chase them around the house, and they'd wonder you where them, you were. You take them to the store, but that's always painful. But mm. you can still do it. Is that really something that is is feeding their intellect and helping them grow? No, but it's <laughs> it's still okay. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, like I said, guys, this is just us brainstorming and coming up with this idea. If you've ever heard of such a thing or any kind of web uh, resources or if you've done anything even close, um, let us know and give us some feedback. What we're planning is that we'll set up a skeletal structure and a in a plan have alternate plans, but then revisit it every month, not set it in stone forever, but be able to go through our month and say, okay, look, we've got this coming up. We're going on vacation or we've got people coming in. There's going to be this thing, this event, this holiday and wrap this kind of stuff and customize it around it. It's not going to be a set it and forget it thing because that kind of stuff doesn't usually work because it doesn't allow for those things that just happen. Um, I was thinking we need to work in some shoulder rubs in there somewhere because I have no, needs. I was, too. I was thinking they were for me. <laughs> I'll take some. Oh man, um, are we done? You, you think you think that's it for now? I mean, we'll we'll obviously revisit it and and talk about how we've how we've got it down. But this will literally be a uh, piece of paper calendar with stuff or a bullet list. It could be either one, and you'll be forced to stick to it. Otherwise, I will stick you with pins mm-hmm. in your knees while you're sleeping. That sounds like fun. Sounds like torture. Uh, it's time for Ask Jen. Dear Jen, why do you stay with your husband when he threatens to stick you with pants in your knees? <laughs> I don't. I'm leaving. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> now, this is from Laurel. Hi, Jen. My question is is this. When two people are arguing or fighting, how do you feel about someone randomly dropping uh, religion or the God aspect into a fight? I'm not the type of person to say that God doesn't need to be involved because I think he is needed everywhere. However... In the midst of an argument, when tempers are high, I feel as though it is only used as a cheap shot or as a test to see if the person reacts in a Christ-like manner. What are your thoughts? Thanks, Laurel. Uh, I think it should never be used as a weapon. Mm-hmm. Especially, I don't know if she's fighting with a spouse or a friend or... Yeah, a co-worker. Who knows? A pastor. But, um, but yeah, I mean, because if, if you think about the, the love commands... 
that there's nothing in that that says to point out what someone else is doing using the Bible. Yeah. So it's pretty common uh, for people to do that. For people to throw in like scripture. And yeah, and, and it's really ridiculous because usually you're both fighting and you're both being out of control, and then somebody's going to be like, "Well, the Bible says for you to honor your husband." <laughs> <laughs> that always works. You have to obey me in everything I do. There is no question that I'm right. God is on my side. You know, and that is ridiculous. The Bible is referred to as you know the sword of truth or sword of spirit. It is uh, a double-edged sword. Um, it is an attacking weapon. But it is not meant to attack your fellow man. <laughs> exactly. It is meant to attack the enemy. We wage war not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers, rulers and wickedness in high places. Our enemy is not each other. We even in the in the case of a of an imbalanced relationship, you love the sinner and hate what they do. Um, but but throwing God in as a as a weapon, you know, it's never going to work. Read through the Gospels, Jesus. Uh, had a big mouth. He he loved to shout people down, but it was only the religious leaders. It was only the jerkwads and the self righteous. He had nothing but compassion for his fellow man, his peers, his family, um, and those that were open hearted. Even those that came to him in in misled uh, ways, he he was patient with them. Even doubting Thomas, uh, who everybody gives a hard time, he met Thomas where he was and said, "Here's my hands. Here's my feet. Here's my side." There's nothing about Jesus that was abrasive. Um, even even with his uh, betrayer, you know, he knew Judas was going to betray him. He still let him be one of his boys. He knew uh, Peter was going to deny him three times. He told him about it in advance. And let him know it was going to be okay. Still had a calling and a use for him. I just, I just don't see somebody claims to be a Christian, which means Christ-like. I don't see him acting that way. Plus, I think it escalates the fight. Oh, absolutely. Because it's like then you've if if you don't win that fight, you're not even saved. Yeah. Or, well, it cheapens you know. religion. It cheapens yeah. Christianity. It makes it a simple cut down, you know, or a, whatever you call it, uh, an yeah. insult. And it, I mean, it makes the person who's being accused think, well, you know, if I'm going to screw up, I'm going to screw up big and, and uh, let's well, take this to the next level. You want level. to talk about a modern uh, 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 a way of using God's name in vain. I think that fits in that category. You're using his words in a in a way to win an argument. That's pride. That's not that's self-centeredness. That's uh, uh, you know being self-righteous, and that's ridiculous. It, the fruits of the spirit is what you need, and that comes into play before you lose your temper. Love mm-hmm. is patient. Love is kind. The fruits of the spirit are love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Um, if you're already if you're already uh, out of self-control, you've got no right to use scripture against somebody else. You need to turn that sucker against yourself. Uh, what do they say about pointing fingers? When you point one finger, three more are coming back at you. And uh, don't pick at the speck in somebody else's eye without pulling the log out of your own. Can you tell I'm a pastor? Hmm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But uh, no, that uh, can you tell it ticks me off too that people do that. But they do, and it it's usually done either to, between two Christians or the Christian person does it to the non-Christian. Or, and then occasionally you get a, an educated, unchristian person that loves to throw it in the face of the Christian person. Mm-hmm. And Christians aren't perfect. Um, but whatever way it's done. It's dumb. It's no good. So, But at the same time, Laurel, make sure you're not uh, picking fights. Or I'll quote some scripture at you. <laughs> That's a good question, though. 
It's a good question. I was I was happy to to give some feedback on it. Uh, we do have one more, and I, I think it's time. I think it's time to go ahead and address it. Uh, let me pull it in here. I didn't have it up where I wanted to see it. It says this. It says, I don't know if um, you'd heard of Prop 8 or not, but if gay marriage was legalized, how would that affect families? So what is Prop 8, Jen? Do you know? It's apparently... Yeah, it must be... A proposition out there to make gay gay marriage legal. legal. So let's answer the question as it's asked. How do you think making gay marriage legal would affect families, like traditional families? I mean, there wouldn't be any direct effect, but it it um it hurts the institution of marriage. I mean, it it changes the definition of it. Mm-hmm. It you know to me it's it's a holy union between a man and a woman, and when you start throwing all kinds of things in there. Right. It, um, well, some, okay, some critics of it would say that where are the limits if you allow two men to marry or two women to marry? What is, t- you know, the, the hypercritic would say, when do we start getting children and adults married? When do we start letting two children marry? When do we start letting uh, animals and people get married? Or robots and people get married. And you think I'm joking about that. I've read blog posts about robots and people getting married, yes, or trying to or living together. So what would you, what do you think? Where's the limits at? Or do you think that's easily done? I would say, I'd say on one level that, that if you keep expanding it, that, you know, it's a slippery slope, logical fallacy argument, sure. But there is that aspect of it. Here's here's my take on it. Here's my take. I love gay people, and I believe God loves gay people. He created everyone. Does he create people gay? I choose to believe, and I don't see any evidence to support that he does. Especially, um, the problem I have with the Christian stand on, on homosexuality is it is true that in the New Testament there is nothing saying anything about it and that we're not under the old covenant which did address it that's the argument that i've heard used on both sides that it does matter it doesn't okay if it does why don't you grow your hair out and put a fence around your roof if it does then blah 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 here's my thing is i don't like the fact that christianity has made a bigger deal a bigger sin out of being homosexual but they don't seem to have a problem with sex outside of marriage as much and people shacking up if you believe in God, you have to believe that in God's eyes, we, we, we say this, but we don't really believe it, that there is no difference between sins. One sin is enough to condemn you to hell if you are following the Christian faith. If you believe this, well, even if you're not, it is. Um, we deserve hell if we if we fall short of the glory of God. That's what Romans says. For we have all sinned and shall fallen short of the glory of God. But the gift of life is eternal life. Our gift of God is eternal life. Um, so there is that. Here's the thing. Any sex outside of the institution that God has established of marriage between a man and woman is a sin. Okay? There you go. I don't necessarily myself have a problem, but unfortunately God does. That's right. I didn't make the rules. I just believe in the one that did. I don't hate anybody that operates that way but between me and god i do believe that it is a sin but here's the thing i believe two people living together having sex outside of marriage is just as wrong it's no worse or no better 
And so that's why I totally agree with this argument of, well, what are you guys doing with marriage? Straight people are abusing it. Over 50% of marriages end in divorce in, in church and out of church. Absolutely. That is absolutely true. The sanctity of marriage, that's a joke anymore to most people. People enter into it. They don't mean it. I have not been to a wedding that I can't feel eternal, I don't know, ball and chains linking together. <laughs> when, I see, well, when I see people making vows, I see things moving around in heaven. I just feel it. That something forever just landed. Whether they meant it or not, there was a deal struck. There was a covenant made between three people. God, this man, and this woman. And people take it for granted. They abuse it. And I don't know. Anything that's abused is given away. The question was, though, how's it going to affect families? I don't think it will. People that, you know, any more than people that jack around with marriage now does. Um, you know, how's it going to affect kids? Uh, you know, I have no doubt the two, and this is, I'm going to take heat for this, but I have no, in my own circles anyway, I have no doubt that homosexuals can make great parents. I got no doubt about that. Is it what God had in mind? I got to say no. I got to say no. But I can say this. What's the difference between being someone that has any sexual issue but doesn't act on it? Or a straight person that lusts after a woman but chooses to block those and not act on it? Are they sinning? No. So... You know, a single person that's that's straight. I don't know. I'm I'm getting way off because I know there are people listening to the show that are homosexual, and I want to tell you this: if you know me and Jen, you know we love you. We know that God loves you. I believe He accepts people. I do believe that it is a sin. I do understand also that you believe that this is part of who you are, but I can't accept that because I don't make my sexual preference or whatever a part of my identity. I don't. I I am James and I and I happen to be married to an awesome person. We've become one flesh and we move together in, in unity most of the time. Most of the All time. the time, of course. But <laughs> I'm still me. And if I chose to stay single and commit myself to Christ and be chaste, would I be any less of a person? I don't know. I don't think so. I think maybe in some ways I'd actually be a little more available for ministry and things like that. You know, that's true. Peter, Paul talks about that. I love people so much and I don't want to offend anybody, but I do have to speak the truth and I hope you hear it in love. Don't judge you. That's not my job. Um, and I wish you the best people. And if you quit listening to the show, um, you, that's your prerogative. But uh, that's where I stand on it. I don't know if I was clear on any point I made. <laughs> so do you support Proposition Eight? No, I, I honestly don't. But here's my thing. There's another question, and we'll I'll, I'll see if I can read it because it blends right into it. Um, talks about legislating morality and here's my thing on that mm. i remember a few shows back uh daniel says that you mentioned talking on the topic of legislating morality this is a concept i really wanted to i've never really heard of and something i would like to hear more of thanks and hope to hear the topic soon daniel 
Okay, we don't believe that you can legislate morality. People try to, especially the right, the Christian right. They try to make up rules to make people obey and be moral. I don't think that's right, and I don't think it's possible for that matter. What do you? I mean, is are, are you with me on that? Or, or yeah, I I agree. I think I mean I I agree with there being limits and rules out there. Right. But to be fanatical about every little thing and to think that just because they want to do a rule or there is a rule passed doesn't mean people won't do whatever they want. Well, to me, it, even more than the fact that it it's just not going to work, it it it's backwards. What's happened, in my opinion, is Christianity has dropped the ball. We've abused the, the position. We've become self-righteous as a concept, as an idea. So many have. We have a terrible, terrible uh, curb appeal with the non-churched people. And we have lost any respect in the government, in, in, in society, in academia. And because of that... Morality overall has dropped. I think anybody would agree that right now things have been worse, you know, at times. You talk about Rome and the orgies and the and the boy love and Greece and all this kind of junk. You, you could say that we're not that bad. But I have a friend that's very, he made a point that what we've never had a period in history where so much is going on at one time. People are addicted to everything. Uh have all kinds of sexual deviances and 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 self mutilations and all these you know dark things that that just you would never do to a child and that's kind of my that's kind of my my litmus test right there if you if you wouldn't want it done to a child why would you want it done to a child of God but anyway morality lowers and so what Christianity wants to do then is step in and and cheat. And legislate morality and make rules in their in their counties in their states, like prohibition, for instance. You know, it just didn't work. Mm-hmm. But that was an example. So the answer is for Christianity to step up, do what they're supposed to do. But Jesus said it as He floated up into heaven, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, um, and teaching them to obey all I've commanded. And I'll be with you until the end of the age. That's what God wants us to do. He wants us to live His example. He wants us to follow the fruits of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against those things, there is no law. If we were doing that, nobody would, would dare oppose that. Why would you fight someone that is serving you and putting you first and loving you and dealing with you and not suing you and being kind to you and being, you know, that's why social, you know, Republicans want to fight government, big government. Uh, and I'm a Republican, I guess, I don't know, but they want to fight big government and say, why all these social programs, social programs? We were meant to do the social programs. Churches were. We were supposed to feed the poor and help the hurting and the hungry. And we haven't been doing it. And so the government took over. If you want morality in your government, we have to be a moral people. It's like this. Take the whole country and distill them down to one three-year-old child. You can either try to teach that kid and make them be good by setting a bunch of rules that they have to follow, or you can do the hard job of teaching that child how to be a good child, and good behavior will naturally flow out of them. You can't legislate morality. Morality has to come from the people. And the laws that they want to change, like Prop 8 and things like that, come out of 
the morality of the people. That's why I'm not a big political fighter. I'm not. You're never going to see me outside of an abortion clinic, even though personally I am very opposed to killing babies. Can imagine. I understand the issues behind it. I have known lots of women that have done it, and I, you know, have counseled with them. I've seen. People make all kinds of decisions, and I do understand it. At the end of the day, I do see that it destroys lives, and the people that are still alive even. It destroys them, too. Um, anyway, I'm preaching, but uh, Daniel, I I, uh, I hope I answered your question. I Legislating morality doesn't work. Um, you, you, people have to be moral people, and I believe that though there are a, plenty of ways to come to, cry, to God, there are tons of ways to find God, I believe only one, uh, and that is through Jesus Christ, is the only way that it doesn't end in judgment. I think every other way ends in judgment. Uh, but go, through Christ, you meet God uh, through grace and forgiveness and a reward that we don't deserve. If you guys have any further questions on that, please email us at geeklovesnerd at gmail.com or call our brand new number and cuss us out <laughs> if you want to. 9203-GLN-GLN. Anybody listening to the show, know, you know we're past. I'm a pastor. Um, but hopefully I'm one that you can relate to and knows that, you know, I work in the inner city. I work with all kinds of people, people that would be called, quote-unquote, sinners, uh, and then other people that are sinners but uh, uh, try to act like they're not, and then people that know they are uh, but believe in a God uh, because, um, yeah, we need them. And if you want to think I'm dim-witted for believing in God, go ahead. If you want to discount the uh, hundreds of martyrs that have lost their lives because they believe in something, go ahead. Um, but if I, I challenge everybody to give the claims of Christ a chance um, and to give faith a chance. What's the worst that can happen? Anyway, uh, that's our show for today. Um, check out at geeklovesnerd.com. we got forums, email, phone number. You know it. 9203 GLN, GLN. Jen, do you have any final thoughts on any of the stuff, the heavy stuff that we talked about? This is the first time we did a light show and a heavy show all at one <laughs> yeah, time. Did. But I didn't want to shy away from that. You know, when people ask yeah. the hard questions, I don't know that I have all the answers. I don't I don't I don't trust people that do claim to have all the answers, but I but I know I feel like our view is a lot more balanced, but still stuck firmly to what Christ and, and God is instructing. Well, I think the big problem with like the like you're saying legislating morality and the religious right is when you especially us working in the inner city when you see the people affected by these different things not proposition eight but like um you know the the welfare programs and all that kind of stuff it it makes these decisions not as black and white as people try to paint them as it makes it seem like this is going to be right for everybody when some of these answers don't work well you mm-hmm. know so i mean it's just it, it there is no just absolute with that kind of stuff so to try to say yeah we can we can make a law and it'll make everybody good and nobody will have problems just doesn't work that's true that's true true joy and true happiness comes from a different source and uh and not that. And, you know, there are people that struggle with their gender identities and their and their sexual preferences. There are some that are completely fine with it and they've accepted it and they've moved on and they're and they're militant. I in my experience, a, a majority of folks that are homosexual um, are not completely thrilled with their position. They struggle with it. Most would say if, if there was no fear of be, retribution or being judged, they would say that they would rather not be. 
Uh, they can't help it. They feel like they've always been this way. Um, a lot of them do have a fundamental faith in God, and, and, and much like a teenager who can't stop looking at porn would beg God just take away this whole sexual desire thing. I, I know uh, quite a few that, would, that have prayed that prayer. Um, and uh, so my heart goes out. My heart goes out. And I understand a lot more than you might think. But, uh, but at the end of the day, um, yeah, I just I don't agree with it. I don't think it would um, kill families any more than what they're being killed already, to be honest, though. Yeah, divorce is already doing a huge number. Yeah. What difference? I mean, it'll make a difference, but not it's not going to be life shattering. Yeah. So I'm kind of, you know, I I don't know. I'm in some area in the middle where I'm I'm against it, but but I'm not going to sit there and fight it because I think. The country is going to go in a certain direction, and it's not going to be a godly direction. I do predict that we will see a return to some sort of morality sim- similar to the uh, – but I don't know that it will be God-based morality. I think it will just be common sense. Our kids are going to get worse and worse as people continue to ignore them and chase the quote-unquote American dream, um, You know, the institutionalized child care, um, all that kind of stuff. You see these kids that are raised by people that are just taking care of them instead of loving them. Um, you see families broken up. You see boys that are growing up with just a mom, and they get angry. They just do. I haven't seen a one that don't get angry by the time they're in middle school and high school. And mama can't even, you know, handle them. Um, you get these girls without fathers that are trying to replace them with either a man or a woman, depending on on which way that happens. Um, it's a hot mess. It really is. Um, and this is what happens when man uh, ignores God. I just believe that with all my heart, and uh, or abuses his name and does a bunch of stupid stuff under under his banner. But uh, anywho, I, I want to be part of the solution, though. And that's why one of the reasons we do this show is to give people a view inside of a family that lives out this junk, doesn't flag it in people's faces, doesn't judge people, and is patient and kind. Jesus was nicer to the bad guys than he was the good guys. And the real bad guys were supposed to be the good guys. <laughs> it's confusing. No. But yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I know exactly what you're he talking about. He saves the <laughs> prostitute. And, and hollers at the people that are stoning her. Mm-hmm. And in today's world, the church are the people stoning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I was... I don't know if I got my point out, but my point was that fighting the issues does not help the people. No, it, it doesn't. It it, 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 it polarizes ignores, them. It makes them hate you. Yeah, it ignores the, the, the problems of the people. Yeah. Well, it's like, you know, going... All right, let's, let's just do one more. You, you live in a small town that has pornography in every store. All right. Your job, you want to get rid of that. You got two options. One's the quick way. You 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 create some legislation and you try to get it passed. That we're going to be a pornography free c- county. And we're not going to sell beer on Sundays either. Or you can do the hard job and love people, share Christ, convert people, morality changes, and there's no sales of pornography and the guys get tired of coming in and stocking the rack and they go somewhere else where they can make money. Right. That's the hard thing, but that's what Christ had in mind. No picketing, no screaming, and 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 making enemies and shooting, and shooting freaking yeah. shooting and killing doctors. We're against killing, but we're going to kill someone. It, it, well, and it's the same with the death penalty. I you know I don't know where I am on that. I'm I'm old Southern boy. I'm like kill them, kill them. <laughs> 
You know, I do believe, like I said about discipline, that consequences need to be uh, 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 outweigh the benefits. So, you know, what is going to speak to a psychopath <laughs> to <laughs> make him think twice about killing people? Probably not even that, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, when people all had swords strapped to their hips, I bet there was a lot less serial killers. Probably, yeah. <laughs> they only made it to one or two people, and yeah. then they got killed themselves. <laughs> See that guy with the scars? Mm. He's probably tried to kill some people. So, All right, we're going to shut it down. It's 55 minutes into it. And uh, thank you. We've already wrapped up the show like three times. But you know all the stuff. Check out the website, and we'll see you right here next Monday night uh, for a little bit of Geek Loves Nerd. Till then, uh, Miss Jen, I loved you. I loved you, too. Peace out. Geek Love.